0: I actually enjoy the Gregs more than I enjoy the podcast
1: <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I think I'm the same <laughs> If I had we to sh- pick We should just turn this into a Gregs based <laughs> podcast where we Mate, just, we Can review we talk as well about
2: how fucking good uh, Theme tune Numero Dusan oh, it's is It's so good It's fucking bagging All hail Philippe Audio boy You're not getting
0: the new one. Writer of theme tunes And he definitely fill this exam on Tuesday Because he spent his time <laughs> writing our theme
2: tunes. It's fucking amazing though Right should we get cracking yeah, eh? yeah. Get, your no. get your mic get your mic get your
1: mic you quit now <laughs> literally I'm about to get my episodes I, I quit know, I don't want to do it yeah you're on your own Gav see you later I've got the glimmies trust me I'll do it by myself
3: It's <laughs> meandering movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Meandering Movies Podcast, where we like to talk about movies and everything else. Uh I'm just shortening that there's every no week. List of that shit, yeah, everyone yeah, knows. it's every week. Back something to last week. new. Something new. Um, over the last two weeks, you will have been listening to our best movies of the decade, and when we say decade, we mean a period of nine years because we didn't think it through. Nope, <laughs> really, didn't. Um,
1: and the first sh- episode was mine. There's so many movies that came out that are coming out in 2020 that could have made it onto our list, our films of the decade. Could have made it. Ten years. It's away. not though. Yet. Oh, yeah, you count zero, don't you? Me. Yeah. I also, I I also
2: like had a phone for 2020 deal. in my list. So. Did you? I think yeah. I did as well. Yeah, but I did. just counted
1: it as nine, so...
2: Yeah. What a
1: dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been very stringent on myself.
2: Self-burn. Um, so, yeah, first, year, first week was mine, my ten. Uh, by now, hopefully you've listened to them in order. You'll know what my favourite ten were. If you're only listening to this one first, go back, listen to
1: episodes one and two, where you'll hear mine and uh, Skittles. <whistles> back, because back. what I can see is because of the time it took us to record these episodes, I've now had the time to go back and watch all of the films on both of your lists. And what i got to say is those lists were already tippy top Tippy top Now that I've seen all of the films on both of your lists... Real fucking good list.
2: I was surprised when you messaged me saying, I just watched uh, the one I thought was going to be the absolute shitter on your list, and I'm happily surprised. It was, was enjoyable. Like, it was It's a good
0: horror
1: film, right? He yeah. also
0: watched the one that I thought he was going to hate most of my list, and he liked that too, <laughs> and he <laughs> cried.
1: I had a wee cry at her. It was so fucking good. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. I've <laughs> changed. Where's, where's 2020's, 2020s yeah, you yeah, and new me. Yes, hated
0: them both. he just been nice. We're nice to New him, year, yeah. new Gavin. Um, and I've got Gregs in me got some gregs gregs makes us happy yeah greg's here this week guys <laughs> i, I won't doing, tell you how you thanks to gavin
2: i won't tell you how you got inside of me <laughs> but this week we are coming around to uh you know host number three <sighs> it's gonna be a bit of a different speed we think <laughs>
3: that's in ranked order by the way
2: <laughs> <Is it? laughs> well if we're doing it ranked order he's host four oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> wow
2: remember we we're really nice to each other in the first <laughs> two episodes uh, i'm gonna be nice about your movie choices mm-hmm. so It's not nice to you as a human mm-hmm. um <laughs> but yeah gavin it's your list your week would you like to
1: preface it with anything uh, yes uh my i've got a name oh but, yeah let's do names you, as always
0: as, as even though we've discussed and said everyone's name's Gavin Still insists Because I thought
1: Now, y'all made fun of me earlier Because I was uh, like, I had to pick up Ryan But before yep. I picked up Ryan, I went for a shower And then when I came out of the shower There was a stream of, of <laughs> messages on our group chat Of y'all making fun of me for being in the shower And making, fun of, making up a name And that's what I was doing while I was in the like shower
2: Audio Boy has nailed it though Last thing you ate and crippling fear of, mm-hmm. of self mm-hmm. <laughs> Well
1: I hope that's not the case for the name I'm about to come out with uh, <laughs> If you say big dick <laughs> something, <laughs> loneliness, I will die
2: of laughter.
1: <laughs> big dick loneliness. <laughs> I do have a big dick and I am lonely. So it works out perfectly. Oh. Got you. What's your name, Gav? Uh, my name is G-Wizzle or Jizz for short. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: do, what
0: do you not mean not for short? G?
2: Would it not be like
1: Gizz? No, but it's funny because it sounds like Jizz. Giz. Jiz. Do you pronounce it Jif? My name is G-Wizzle Jiz for short. Do you pronounce short. it Jif? No. Good. My okay, g- Giz, let's go on with the podcast. My name is G-Wizzle Jiz for short. Jiz is going to be doing his episode I have to today. have a really quick shower so I could pick
2: up him. I as always, I'm Gary Copeland, and over on this mic we have... Get to know the rainbow really well. Skills. Skittles. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as we talked about our new theme tune What about maker him over there? Is
3: Audio Boy. Audio Boy. There we go. We
2: did our names. So, Gavin... Yes. Let's get into your list mate Let's do it Okay hold on Oh wait where's my pen and paper Oh <laughs> We are so professional Where's my pen and paper Don't move Stare at audio boy <laughs> <laughs> Thank you I was gonna get up and get it Right gun, Shoot Shoot Film Is number one Let's do, Let's do it Let's do it What do you need a pen for No
1: I thought For him that that Guy's fine.
0: probably gonna write in the blood That he's gonna cut out his thighs When he has to listen to the shit films You're gonna see <laughs> <say. laughs>
3: Oh, he's got, oh a, he's got a he paper
2: has it written list. down. He's got a
0: paper list. Can oh, I look over it first? I think that'll make me feel better. No. Oh god, oh, god, here we go. Do you know it. what's the worst thing about the paper list? Is Gary's gonna have to edit out all your rustling? Ah, ah, <laughs> Stop do it, ask, Gavin.
1: Do you know what's the sound of people quality. <laughs>
2: Can I just don't I want to see How what's written on it. Done. Can you turn it can you turn it just so I can see what it looks like at the moment? Oh it's just
1: the scribblings of a madman. <laughs> I sat here one night for like an hour and a half. Yeah, for context. Go on. I had twenty-nine films. Of the best of the decade. Yeah, twenty nine. Also first extra context, you had fourteen extra days. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I did this. Uh, I worked on this, and uh, I'm excited. Good. Also, uh, because I can't talk about all 29 films, because not even I want to hear that. I'll put them up. <laughs> I'll put a, like a wee image up on Instagram. You can see all what all 29 films were. Because there's going to be some people like, oh, I'm going to uh,
0: apologise for that before it happens.
2: <laughs> 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 That's going to be a treat. A tiny compressed image of 29 tiny compressed film posters,
1: red by you Gavin, podged together. No, I'll, 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 I'll bring up something beautiful. But people are like, wow, oh, I can't believe you didn't have that film, Gavin. I'm like, I know, but it was on the list at some point.
0: Who's going to say that? <laughs> <laughs> you have such high I'm not even 100% homes. sure anyone listens to this
1: podcast. <laughs> uh, so the first film we're going to talk about is a film that I talked about last year uh, in the best of 2019 so I thought I'll get it out of the Can way. Can I just uh, straight away? Yeah.
0: Are we doing this in any particular order or no, no order whatsoever. No, okay.
1: no. so These are just 10 of your favorite films of the decade. decade. Yeah. Okay. So the first film is Capper. now. We talked about it last I year. Yes. Are we talking about this? Yes. Uh, are you writing down that that's the film you're gonna watch? Yeah. You no, I, didn't. I didn't I didn't watch it last time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's right he's writing down to cut out, he's gonna cut out every film you see and just replace them with films we pick. Shrek one, Shrek <laughs> 2, Shrek 3, Shrek 4, everyone.
1: Right, see, the first film I'm gonna talk about is You're not like Shrek 3 in there. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count. Shrek 3's definitely not gonna be on now.
2: I've never seen it and I know it's I like, not. I like that your potential about the other three. <laughs> the <laughs> soundtrack from Shrek 2 is better than Shrek 3. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Sorry. Capernaum. Capernaum. <laughs> Let the guy... <laughs>
1: uh, it was w- definitely my favourite film of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's a foreign film, because, uh, you know, it's.
0: You a- said again already. You haven't know, previously <laughs> said any other films. I haven't got to the other ones yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh! So many.
0: Uh, so many foreign films So
1: I, I won't really say much more about Capernaum, other than go listen to our best of 2019 episode, where I talk about Capernaum and why you should watch Capernaum. Uh, Audio Boy has What's also. What's it called? Sing- capper now okay just wondering uh audio boy has seen the movie i didn't i'm a changed person since that film I I do remember.
2: like 100 gushing about this
1: yeah it was a year ago right in fact the three of the ghost bomb no that's under the shadow oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not the ghost bomb one. Uh, the day that audio boy and i went to see it you were supposed to come with us Uh uh-huh for some reason you couldn't or didn't want to Probably didn't want to And then you went home instead And Audioboy and I went and saw it And then after we saw it We messaged you
3: just being like You missed out on one of the best movies of the yeah. year Had a wee cry in the car Did you? Yeah
2: Why would it have been a broken Why like I feel like these films You're always like You should come see these Gary And then I'm the most emotional human being This is true I cry it so much I cried at a dog I seen in the car yesterday He just was cute Little Jesus <laughs> I Christ had, I, <laughs> 2020 new year new same gary <laughs> but um i i think the thing is i always want to watch these films but i don't want to just i don't want to wreck myself
1: emotionally and i know I'm it's more than just wrecking yourself emotionally it's just the experience of the movie mm-hmm. i mean you when you watch just and i'm gonna see so many pretentious wanky things during this episode you all knew this was gonna come yeah we know i'll apologize we've been prepping our listeners for two weeks <laughs> yeah, <so>. i do <laughs> Ryan's been prepping himself like Definitely. every day he wakes up going like I'm not ready I
0: do taxi driver speeches in the mirror man to get this shit
1: <laughs> he's just like fucking getting the arm ready in the morning 10 more days until I have to deal with his pretentious <laughs> wanky shit
0: 10 more days where I have to do
1: wank signs with my arms for 40 whole minutes <laughs> uh, you think so? we're here for 3 hours boy uh, <laughs> I've only done one movie and I haven't finished talking about it It's you haven't the,
0: started talking about it which is true. also the interesting the, thing
1: it's the experience of just pure cinema mm-hmm. at its best and that's what Capernaum is it's a movie that i don't know how it like i don't know how they did it but it's astonishing and it's beautiful and it's emotional and it's one of the best films of the decade and i
2: think for just for this list specifically uh if that's all right with you Gav, could you give us a little summary of like you know kind of of what the films are going to be about cuz you I you're think- very good at describing everything around the film, film? Well, i can give you some. i think you know our, our two lists were more like the kind of films that are in the in a bigger spotlight we which didn't people spoil it. Heard i could about. tell you about this one which yeah like i just think if you could give me like a kind of summary of, of plot would, of
3: would you like to go to a one? film is about a young sort of nine ten year old boy who sues his parents and wants to be disowned from them because of how he's been how his life has gone oh Emancip-
2: i've
0: seen that
3: Emancipated.
2: Have you,
0: you yeah. haven't seen
3: capper now yeah I have what <laughs> was it good yeah it was good <laughs> was it life changing
2: yeah it was good <laughs> didn't, didn't make it onto your top 10 <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that
0: what <laughs> all the time I've been talking
1: about this film you're
0: like oh, you, you just never made I didn't know what it was called you've never mentioned it what it was what it was about you've never said it once
3: so it like goes to like the fun land and everything yeah, yeah okay
2: yeah
1: well, there you go I, I feel left out now
0: are you looking at plot summaries for the films that are on no the I was looking up the
1: director for one of my other films because I wanted to make sure I got his uh, nationality correct Whoa. but it doesn't matter uh, yeah Capernaum came out 2018 hmm no well I guess two the, no, 2019 for us but well, it, it was, was
0: on your best films of the year last year so let's fucking hope it came out it came out 2019 <laughs> <laughs> in the UK
1: it was the film festival that came out 2018 yeah. uh, which film festival <laughs> For like cans or something like that probably uh directed by nadine labaki okay female director good. Uh, uh and then the wee kids called zane n rafia he's 11 years old 12 years old in the film one of the best performances i've ever seen yeah. just just something that's like how did they get this from this kid yeah beautiful it's always nice when you see a kid
2: actor doing a good job because yeah if you've got a child who's playing a prominent role in your film, it can
1: it's like a limit. It can hit. either make it or break it. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> and mostly they break it. <laughs> well, they're <play> all <laughs> the same.
3: Mm,
1: okay, so oh, anything they, else
2: about Capernaum?
1: Nothing else about Capernaum. Cool. Go back to our twenty nineteen episode to hear more about that, or just watch the bloody film. Watch the film. Watch That's the bloody show. film, people. Uh, the next film I am going to talk about is from two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's a movie called The Great Beauty, or if you want its proper name. Le Grand Ballets. It's an Italian film uh, directed by Paolo Sorrentino. Never heard Italian in a Glaswegian accent. Before. <laughs> Le Grand Ballets. <laughs> uh, I think I'll jump to the director before I go to the film. Paolo Sorrentino is one of my favourite directors. Uh, he's done. If anyone's seen the recent Jude Law show, the new Pope and then or the young Pope with anyone that and he also did a movie recently called Youth with Michael Caine and Harvey Keitel. It's really good. But he's primarily obviously in italian cinema but the great beauty i feel is his his peak piece of cinema Uh, it's about a aged writer in italy who has kind of left his what brought him to LA was his writing Mm -hmm. but then the nightlife and the kind of religious social experience he kind of got wrapped up in is what took over his life they're two
2: very different things like going out and getting twatted and
1: being religious. I no, would like, say like, like the experience of the, the social events was almost yeah, like. because she goes out and gets
0: twatted religiously. So, like, no, <laughs> actually, actually. This is very true. <laughs> but it's almost
1: like a kind of religious gathering of these fucking insane people that come together for mm-hmm. these massive parties. And it's all about social interaction and drinking and life. And you can imagine why I'm into it. Uh, plus uh, lost loves and new loves. Mm-hmm. And it's got the. Where's it set? Uh, italy rome your favorite place oh i love that <laughs> so much <laughs> goodness has come from that beautiful country uh but if you've ever seen anything pa- by paolo Sorrentino, and i'm definitely butchering most of these uh foreign you yeah, know i'm a names. huge lover
2: of uh, that person i've seen most of his other work
3: pablo Ki sorrento
2: oh yeah you, oh is that you, what you were trying to say no it's
3: palo sorento okay, no so. i just named i just said the name pablo and then the car a Kia sorento <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me okay. i don't know what it was i just <laughs>
1: had no clue which one of you was right it's probably not me uh if you've ever seen anything of his work he has this kind of like, the imagery is so anarchic compared to the context of the scene that's happening in front of you And when you watch it, you're just like, I don't understand why this is happening, but it's so beautiful, I just don't want to stop looking at it, Mm. while also just taking this film in. And it's it's a film I've watched so many times over the last couple of years, and it's got a beautifully performance, and I was just like, please, again, The Great Beauty, I think it's on Netflix?
3: Paolo Sorrentino. Yeah, Paolo Sorrentino. So that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's different
0: <laughs> this is like in uh, the it crowd when jen's trying to speak italian she's like punto. <laughs> <laughs> cool good film then yeah beautiful
2: film beautiful film yeah so i just on talking here mm-hmm. um i know we were like oh, it's gonna be a really long episode but i feel like because you're gonna have picked 10 films that neither me or Ryan you could ask questions yeah, yeah we,
0: we spoke a lot to each other about the films because we'd seen them but we've never seen these films so we're just gonna be like yeah cool we'll take your word cool.
2: for it you can ask questions you I'll can engage I'm trying but other than what's it about and oh that sounds good yeah
0: there's not really much you can
2: say <laughs> I actually feel like
0: I'm going to have to start being horrible to you to beef this episode out. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll take it. I'm looking forward to watching these, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting...
0: Yeah, I'm not even writing them down because I'm just going to look at the list because I guarantee I've seen none of
1: them. <laughs> uh, you may have seen this next one I'm going to talk about. Okay. It's Scott a film him. called Under the Skin.
2: Oh, with uh, Scarley- Hans- Scarlett Johansson. Yes. The alien. That's in your...
1: Oh, apparently, it's not allowed to be. <laughs> no, I just, I just, well, it was the reaction to was it. not
2: expected.
1: I, I genuinely, I, yeah, I
2: wouldn't expect this.
1: But uh, directed by Jonathan Blazer, mm-hmm. film came out in 2013. Wow. Uh, yeah.
2: Currently, your favorite year for film in the last decade?
1: Oh, well, you know, <laughs> two, two, two out of three. A lot of good things happened in 2013.
2: Under the skin, was, uh, I I did really enjoy Under the Skin. Um, See, you've seen it, you've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it. Well, I'm about to start talking about it, Gavin. That was the that was what my I'm just setup excited. Was. I'm just excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did. I really really enjoyed Under the Skin. Um, I looked at it when I was making my list as well. Um, I don't know. I, I I think I remember watching it, and I I think it just was a little bit too art house and surreal for me to. To fully appreciate it and yeah. I, that's more of a my personal taste. you know what i mean like that's a taste issue because it was a great film um and the soundtrack specifically was one of the things i was haunting wow. soundtrack was phenomenal in that movie i think i need to go back and watch it i think i watched it
0: at a time of tiredness or youth no just like i watched it at the you wrong be time in the right state you've got to definitely it. be ready to sit down and watch everything
1: yeah. uh, I was not i had the uh, Never seen anything by this director before. I think he's done another film called Birth. No, in fact, I'd seen the other film he did is Sexy Beast with mm-hmm. uh, Ray Winston, mm-hmm. our main man. Wolfman. Uh, the wolf sexiest man. of beasts, as <laughs> we learned. Uh, Sexy, Sexy Beast is a really good movie, but I'd never seen anything like this from him before. And I remember sitting there in the cinema just being like, just. Terrified and excited at the same time mm-hmm. to like watching something so different and with such a strong vision because, like, that whole film is like there's nothing else like it, yeah, out there from the first scene to the last scene. Like, uh, the scene that always sticks in my head is like she's, I guess, like the guy walking towards the camera
2: with a big fucking boner. No, that's because that's the one scene that stuck in my head, <laughs> and I wish I could just cleanse it, <laughs> but it's just fucking right in there. I mean. It,
1: <laughs> Plot synopsis wise, you can't really synopsisize. It,
2: uh, fundamentally, it's a woman. Um, it's a woman who who comes. I mean, pretty early on, you find out she's an alien in in a human skin, uh, and then it's just her mission on Earth. I think it's the best thing you can say without ruining. Is
1: to take the skin of men. It's well, it's to power a, a machine of some yes, sort. but we don't know what the machine is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very. There's a but lot. Then of vagery. her path kind of then goes off in a new direction when she starts to almost come alive as a person well she starts to feel emotion doesn't yeah. she yeah um and it, it like
2: Scarlett Hansen was was very very good in it she's perfectly cast for that kind from of things, from like... the opening scene where she i think opening scene i haven't watched this in a while but from the opening scene where she's taking the outfit off of the other uh alien you
1: have to assume it was the previous one of her and
2: you were just like holy shit um and then i i the one thing i do remember from that film that i fucking loved was the cinematography because yeah it's got I, such
1: a strong kind of level of imagery to it you're just at all times
2: like that the the pre (laughs) aforementioned scene of the guy walking towards the screen with a big fucking boner although that is funny in the context of the film what's happening in that yeah (laughs) like what's happening though is it's that perfectly blacked room and then he starts walking on perfectly black liquid that only he's being pulled down into and only he's being reflected in as well And it's just this yeah it it, like the film looks so amazingly alien because i remember looking into that scene and the
1: amount of work they had to do
2: to pull that off was ridiculous
1: and it's weird because like since then jonathan blazer hasn't done anything else movie wise Mm. he did a short film for the bbc last year and it's it's kind of like under the skin it just makes you so uncomfortable and so uneasy and it doesn't tell you anything. You just have to watch it. Like I've watched it like three times now, just to be like, "What is this short film about? <laughs> going? Well, like, wh- where is it going?" Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, apparently, he's working on a new film that's going to come out maybe this year or next year. And I'm just like, "Give me more of him." Like, yeah. it's people have said it perfectly. Like, he is like, he has the kind of vision of a Kubrick almost, where it's like, I can he's see that from completely this, yeah, in charge, like, and he does what he wants with his his and back to sort Sony. of making
0: films as well, where because people like really being force fed shit now. Like they like to know exactly everything. He's like, I'm going to put in so many questions and I'm going to answer none yeah. of them. And, and I love that shit. You use your mind to decide or don't bother. I don't care. Yeah. It's like I'm making my film.
2: And we are missing that definitely in,
0: in today's people like being shit forced right in their face. Like this is what's happening. Yeah. Here's a it, here's is it.
2: That's is this is the one. I uh, I saw Jojo Rabbit the other day. Mm. Um, and without spoiling anything for anyone that is listening who hasn't seen it, go see it first and foremost. But there was a part in that um, and the woman behind me, something happens on screen. And the woman behind me just went, oh my God, the shoes. Yeah. And I went, what? <laughs> like everyone around you is watching the same fucking movie. Like you don't have yeah. to exclaim that stuff. Um, and that's not like particularly force fed, but it just made me laugh that like, it's, what a reaction <laughs> to something. It's like, not you know, even a, a t- like a twist. You know mean? Yeah. Like
1: Jojo Rabbit does something that Under the Skin also did, uh, which is, it has moments that sucks the air out of the room that you're in. Because I remember watching Under the Skin and there's a moment, it's the moment that always sticks to me is one of the guys, uh, like his body is just kind of floating there Mm -hmm. in this water after he's been sucked under. And then he just pops and the sound that it makes when he pops just like kind of pierces into your ears and just like your whole body just kind of shudders and i just remember just being there in the audience and that happening and the whole audience just kind of oh god like what the fuck
2: because what happens directly after that as well i've purposely gone back and watched that scene like a couple of times because it's just it is horrifically haunting (laughs) like it's it's but it's brilliant brilliant the
1: thing we haven't talked about yet but we we should have mentioned is like it's primarily filmed in glasgow primarily oh film. yeah that's it's right. just just like oh there's are hill street or there's that place that isn't open anymore that With used to
2: random people that then they got into the movie yeah that's uh, it's also
1: yeah kind of shot gorilla style where they like they would just pull people in there's and just, that like,
2: one scene where she's chatting up that guy after the celtic rangers game yes this is very early on as well so no spoilers but he's like you're right you're right love and he's like yeah do you want to get in and he's like i gets in And without saying anything else to her, rolls the window down, puts his scarf out the window and rolls it back up like, this is a Rangers van. And I was like, oh, that's just so fucking horrifically cringy. Why would you do that? Like, if you've just been picked up by this gorgeous woman who he doesn't even realize is Scarlett Johansson, I'm sure. Why would you do that? Like, that's the surefire way to get to not get sex. But it's (laughs) it's also so perfectly authentic. Yeah, it's legit. It's it's, it's it's brilliant, but it, I hate that scene as well. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: we go. We've talked about Under the Skin. That went well. Check that one off. That went well. <laughs> that one went well. Yeah, Get chopped <laughs> <he is>. uh, <laughs> The next film uh, I'm going to talk about is a film from 2010.
0: The fact that you said I'm going to talk about it means that we're not
1: going to to talk No, in fact, I think you'll have seen it. I don't know if you Probably not We'll find out
0: Let's face facts I know Audio Boy's seen it Gavin uh, does this thing Where he points at us And says you And you guys just need <laughs> to
1: presume Which one of us is This He's is true this is, I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at this audio thing Currently I'm just you know I'm worked up I'm excited uh, The next film is Blue Valentine mm-hmm. uh, Starring Ryan Gosling And Michelle Williams Never seen Blue I've Valentine Never seen, it never never seen Blue. Pa- it's not a um, That's on your that's Top on films of the decade Yep Ha <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: whoa that's the most scathing i've ever heard of you <laughs>
1: audio boy was so harsh there <laughs> go on what, so what is uh, blue valentine uh, blue valentine is i think one of the m- most perfect romantic movies focusing on what love is like mm-hmm. debatable uh, i've seen this film many times now most recently i watched it last year uh, and it tells the story both at the beginning of Frank Gosling and Michelle's relationship and at the end, Mm -hmm. and then both kind of travel towards each other until you kind of meet in the middle, but then also at the end again. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And it's like, you know those feelings you have when you're with someone in the beginning and everything's perfect, you've you've got your songs and you've got those little moments that kind of like encapsulate what your relationship is, but then also watch that at the same time as the relationship's falling apart and it's maybe becoming... Dangerous and violent, and there's kids involved, and it's just like it's such an incredible kind of tapestry of love mm-hmm. in front of you, with of course the beautiful Ryan Gosling and the gorgeous Michelle Williams, who just absolutely nail it in that film, and it's just it's oh, it's, it's so good. lovely and, and the- so heartbreaking at
2: the same time. I do have a question about this one. Um, what are your relationships like with women? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, they're all lovely and that's beautiful the, in the beginning, the, and then the just the crash and burn in the end. Violence, kids well, there, are being there, involved. There's no violence. What are, you, what are you doing to these women? There's no violence or <laughs> kids on my part. That's all from the movie itself. I'm talking about those those yeah. little beautiful touchstone moments in the beginning where you're just like you're just you just sit for hours with each other, or you
2: just walk around because because this what this sounds like to me, and I and this is, I'm not comparing the two, but it sounds like. Very similar to Five Hundred Days of Summer in the sense that Five Hundred Days of Summer was one of those films that came out and everyone was like, "Oh, Zoe Deschanel and
3: Joseph Gordon-Levitt."
2: Joseph gordon Levin. It's a love film. Wait, they didn't get together at the end, and people were fucking outraged by that. But I was—I mean, that film's okay. It's not my favorite film. I, I Five Hundred Days of Summer is problematic. It's, but what I like about it is the fact that it ends and they don't get together, and it's like, "Yep, that's that's life." Sometimes what fucking happens, just yeah. you know, deal with it. Yeah, he loves her, and she isn't as fast, but. I'm assuming what you're saying. What this sounds like to me is a, a that times fifty, like well, it's, like a, like an infinitely better version of something. I would say similar. it's that times reality. Cool,
0: cool. It almost well, it's almost like just, the non-marital version of Marriage Story.
1: It's yeah, it's got Marriage Story. Yeah, can, that's yeah, pretty accurate. There. I would say. Yeah, I would say it's closer to Marriage Story than it is uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Cool, uh, and it's just so. It's like structurally, it's so perfectly done, and God, I just want to be with Ryan Gosling at points. I just want. To so, like
2: so the film runs two ways at the same time. So it's
1: going. Yeah, from it's, the beginning it's to weird. The end of the like it kind of starts in the beginning and at the end, travels towards each other and then away from each other for the very end. Kind of like Which Benjamin is, Button. Sure.
2: Yeah. If it's Benjamin like Button was about
1: two people. Well, it is it's like Benjamin Button brad Sounds pitt like and kate panchett directed by david fincher i just like doing that every so <laughs> uh but yeah blue valentine is definitely a film i would not if uh you recently had a bad breakup maybe don't watch it but if you're in a healthy relationship you know get a wee peek into your future <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i'm surprised you ever get to watch it oh
3: <laughs> wow wow
0: <laughs> fucking hell
2: <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ i have yeah. being nice this
2: week
1: <laughs> I'm feeling saucy we've had Gregs and everything <laughs> and you still did that to me that was funny what do you <laughs> Boy seems lost by that joke
3: no I'm still perplexed as to how this has made it onto your your grandiose list of the best films of the decades sad boy any? because like I mean don't get me wrong it's a really good movie but just comp- I've seen lots of other rom-coms or just romantic dramas and it didn't seem all that what entirely, entirely is. better it's than good, in the it's rest it's not of about time <laughs> yeah like about time I would put that on about the same level of nah, like all as right, good okay, a film waiting. it is oh
2: then yeah so that was on his best
3: yeah field. yeah so then that makes perfect sense in
2: film okay <laughs> you just go
3: back to being like, Why choose, choose the that one? why not choose about time because I hadn't seen about time
1: when I made but this you have now you
0: yeah, you had a whole week, you saw it.
1: Oh, I didn't want to be a... Gavin, uh, I like this. I think I'm going to watch Blue Valentine. Yeah, it it sounds good. That's to good. Me. Yeah, thank you. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> the next movie I'm going to talk about is A Separation. A Separation. A Separation. Cool. And this, again, is a foreign film. Mm-hmm. It's Iranian. Oh, uh, it's I started
2: writing that down. Let me scribble it out then. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm>
1: joking. Asghar <laughs> uh, Harry uh, directed this film. He had two films that came out in this decade. Uh separation and uh, is the ghost bomb one? no it is not the ghost bomb (laughs) one the ghost bomb ghost bomb ghost bomb one just doesn't appear it's on Netflix as well at the moment eh what? uh under the shadow yeah yeah ghost
2: Bob. in case anyone does want to watch it it's on netflix it's on my my watch list but
1: when you search for ghost bob you're just going to get like ghost in the shell and not and not under the shadow i might just turn my mic off and watch it now (laughs) (laughs) just so you can understand why i like that movie Uh, oh cool so a separation so he did a separation and he did the salesman in uh, this decade and i was between which one to choose
0: why don't you pick both Fucking annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter if you've got the same director twice. Just pick the films you like.
1: Oh no, because there was other films over us. Over uh, so the the other film would have been
2: part of the twenty nine selection.
1: Hundred percent. Which you'll all get to read very soon. Lucky, lucky people. oh i shouldn't have done a separation after blue valentine i'm just thinking anyway, there. anyway uh, separation is a story of a wife wants to move away closer to her family so she can work husband wants to stay where he is where the kids are at school and stuff and then because it's an Oscar for a harry film he injects this kind of moral conundrum into the just to mix things up even more so they have a her, his father is very ill so they have a house help to look after him mm-hmm. but one day she doesn't do a very very good job, the father gets hurt and then the guy tries to throw her out of the flat uh, and in that she, well, I don't want to say what she does but she does something that then incriminates him and he gets pulled into this kind of legal battle while at the same time trying to deal with his wife wanting to leave him but not now she wants to stay and support him because of this situation and it's just it's pure dialogue and and it's brilliance, mm-hmm. and it's what Ashgabra Harry does brilliant, is he just puts people in a situation, lets them talk about it, and you just kind of lose yourself in this. Do you just want to talk
0: a- about anything? You okay? <laughs> yes, I'm good. <laughs>
2: it's like- so this quite a small, not budget, but at least like, uh, you know, single room-esque. Uh, no, no, it's, it spans... More than one room, <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I know it's what you very mean. dialogue heavy, and it's yeah. more focused on. But really, yeah. could have them anywhere. Yeah, they kind of focused
0: on performance scene. other than like location and
2: stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. and it's pure performance, pure dialogue, and he he does it. And it's the same with the salesman that which came out 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar situation difficulties within a relationship but at the same time a moral conundrum that comes up that they have to deal with and kind of battle right he does that stuff really well and for me a separation is his his peak of that yeah and he's the director he's done a fair few films at this point many of them have gotten quite a lot of accolades over the years he's a director that i would uh, if you're interested in exploring foreign cinema outside of like just France and Germany and you want to go to some other countries he's an Iranian director that I would highly recommend checking out his work. He does some some incredible stuff. And what was his name again? Askar Farhadi
2: Askar Farhadi. Cool
1: I'm just, I'm just making sure listeners can get it <laughs> Next on the list I think a film everyone will have seen uh, is a movie called The Master Nope. Nope it's directed by. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a fun fact: you had one of this director's films on your list, and you mean I, mean we've seen all his films. I know, and I went between uh, that film and this film. well uh, uh, Nope. Huh? So, this is a movie directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the movie he did with Wacky Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman, where he kind of did uh, quasi like look into the creation of Scientology did it in his own Paul Thomas Anderson way where Philip Seymour Hoffman plays the creator of Scientology okay. and Wacky Phoenix plays Tom Cruise <laughs> <in> <laughs> <laughs> oh that should have been quite good actually uh, <laughs> plays a guy who kind of just gets pulled in by his kind of you know that kind of magnetism that he had that made him the person he yep. was and made Scientology what it was And it is Philip Seymour Hoffman and Wacky Phoenix two of the, the, the greatest American actors that we have or had yeah. just in scenes together and it's just astonishing to watch. They have one particular scene that's like just 50 minutes of the two of them in a room with some cutaways and Whacking Phoenix is just, he just gives his all while Philip and Hoffman's just drinking moonshine. It's just like, it's and it's Paul Thomas Anderson so yeah. the movie looks gorgeous as well and I was between that and Phantom Thread yeah. but I end up going with The Master because of Phoenix and Hoffman. Just <laughs>
2: Meshing off each other. Yeah. Which it sounds... I mean, that sounds right up my street, to be perfectly honest. Like, I think so far that's the one that I'm kind of, like, most interested to go home and watch. Because I, I do thoroughly enjoy, like, a, a solid performance piece. And those two. Because when did this come out, actually? Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. Came out in... 2012? and twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Must be one of his last films.
1: Uh, around then, yeah. I oh, know. What a way I mean. to go. So...
3: Well... Did he of do, do The it, Hunger Games yeah The
1: Hunger Games it. at the same time yeah but no one cares about that we care about The Master <laughs>
3: <laughs> plus
1: if you love Fandom uh, Thread or if you've enjoyed any of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's other films then The Master's just right up there yeah it's maybe my second favourite maybe third favourite of his filmography Obviously, there will be Blood being number one because that's a modern American masterpiece.
0: See, so. as, a, as like directors, they don't have that many films. So you saying something's like your third favorite film of theirs is not an impressive thing to say. I mean,
1: he's got I th- like a filmography of like nine or ten films at that point. Yeah,
0: so third best is not that good. <laughs>
1: uh, but well, I couldn't say there will be Blood because that came out before the, the beginning of the decade. Yep. And I'm always it's like, how much do I love Punch Drunk Love? I don't know. I think I love it, <laughs> but it's just like the master. <laughs> so I'm struggling between the two of them.
3: Okay. And also Phantom Thread. Phantom Phantom
1: God, Phantom Th- See, it's not fair. There's too many. Uh, the next film we're going to talk about is... Roma! I knew this was coming. You knew Roma was coming. I knew it was going to be on there. Roma
2: was going to be on there. We still need anyway. to watch Roma as well. I still I thought
1: you there. made a pun there and I was just like... No. I was just... I was, I was be nice. Uh, don't have to say too much to think about this film. If you've ever heard our Oscars episodes or when we did a live reaction to the Oscars, all of that, you know how much I love this movie. Have you watched it yet, Gary? Mm-hmm. Remember, remember this time? I said I was going to watch it, I know. was a year
2: now. <laughs> yeah, I, I've kind of got back into watching films. I think the problem is the last year I've been watching so many films at the cinema, and been- because so many of them were just like... goth Abominable, and cats that when i got home it was like i'm gonna play a game or read a book i'm not gonna watch another movie um but this yeah, I'm not quite as hell-bent on doing the... Because you've done it now. I've done it. And it was I a miserable once, experience. I'm, happy. I'm still going to aim for it, but I'm not like going to bend over backwards and go and see Cats and Rise at the Skywalker. Oh, you've got to see Cats.
1: All this kind of shit,
2: because I need to fill out hundred. So I'm, I'm watching more films at home. I was quite,
1: quite nice. tempted to do my films a decade and just one to ten be Cats. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's an experience, that movie.
2: Oh, I looked up the photo of the three mice children again.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, it's nightmare fuel.
2: It's horrendous. That's i thought so bad. It. Oh wait, we should have me, taken a wee day together. Just very. You continue on with your next film. I was going to send this into the uh, into the group, Ryan, so you can
0: okay. see how my bad phone this is looks. next
1: to Gavin. Yeah, I just finished up with Roma. Uh, uh, uh directed by a film Have you ever seen Children of Men or uh, Gravity movies like that? You know what the kind of caliber of this man as a filmmaker. But holy Roma, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we pausing to now look at the uh, the mice. The horrible mice oh, children, fucking cats, hell! Right,
2: they're horrific. They're also tiny. The, the other thing that doesn't make sense in the film, they're also, you know, in like Gulliver's Travels, the little people are, you know, tiny. And they can stand on his shoulder. Yeah, that's how big those mice are compared to the cats. Oh, what? Which that doesn't makes... make any sense because that's yeah. not how small mice are compared to cats. Like mice are pretty big.
1: Nothing in that film makes sense. Oh, it's horrendous audio boy made a great point of why is judy dench a cat winning a cat coat <laughs> also when uh edris elba takes off his coat he just looks looks.
2: they made him so ripped
0: edris elba needs a new agent that's uh, <laughs> i keep saying it i've said it for ages man just edris uh, elba you're a great actor if, on the off chance you're listening to this sack your fucking agent and get someone good like luther is the only thing where you've really been tested as an actor please god find someone else stop doing films like cats and fast and furious do you know he had a
2: good uh, monologue in molly's game saying that you see molly's game yeah he's molly's game yeah he had a good monologue in that which i quite enjoyed i, th- I definitely felt like they were pushing for oscar bait with it and it but, was
1: good but it wasn't i was like you're maybe overselling it. i watched molly's game and forgot about molly's game after <laughs> do you know it was the last good movie that idris L was in but wasn't particularly he wasn't that great but the movie Roundum was great, which made a nice change. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, so the next film... Oh. <laughs> oh. I just had to get one in. It's my episode. <laughs> You'll be glad to know there's no Star Trek on my list. Uh, so yeah, uh, Roma, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it should have won Best Picture last year. It was... All, there were some good films nominated last year, but Roma was the only one that was an actual piece of cinema. It's made it onto this list because... And that brings it
0: onto your next film, Green. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, can you imagine I had Rhapsody or something like that on here? <laughs> I can't wait till we do our Oscars episode, by the way, because I'm going to fucking... Oh. Next film on the list. Only three left. It's been quite a journey but on, been, guys. It's been quick as it's been well. Been quite a journey. I'm so glad we've recorded it because I've zoned out for most of it. <laughs> 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 uh, worry,
2: gonna, when I edit this, I'll put in some awesome sound effects. Thanks, like, man. Some explosion noises. Well, Michael B,
1: this bad boy up. <laughs> <laughs> the audio way. Uh, and speaking of that, my next film is bad boy. No. <laughs> 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 the next film is a movie called Raw. Uh, Raw. Raw. R-A-W. Raw. R-O-A-R. R-A-W.
0: Raw. R R R R R
2: Say it like X-D-X-D-X-D.
1: <laughs> say it like Andy Serkis says Raw
3: Power.
1: Uh, just raw. Uh, directed by Julia Uh This is a French film. It came out in 2016. Okay. It was my film of the year for 2016. It's the story of a girl going to university. She's becoming a vet. she wants to be a vet. Uh, and she's going through that the kind of journey of going to a, a new place trying to figure out who she is as a person I've like, seen this one yeah you've
3: seen <laughs> this one Woo!
1: like trying to figure out who I she watched is watched the trailer and then got repulsed it's and fucking mental <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah that's, here's
0: why uh,
1: she's, she's trying to figure out like who she is as a person like, yep. uh, like making new friends that kind of stuff and at the same time she starts to have cannibalistic tendencies so what? yeah she's
0: raw meat for the first time
1: yeah uh, yeah, so it's, it's this great kind of mirroring of like going through almost like puberty and discovering who you're a person and who you're going to what go to
2: it. university it's like you know
0: what i mean like no i don't it's kind of set in like a not i wouldn't say so. would you say it's like there's a something about the world that like the whole situation around her that you're always like Ugh, something's not right yeah it's odd. It's, it's like odd. a coming of age film. Almost. It's like yeah, it's like a coming of coming age of film. Coming of age like it's, high school. It's kind of like sure. It's kind of like the way that the world of the lobster makes you feel.
2: What? Nothing. I just it's coming of age high school film. It's you love coming of age. Oh, you?
1: I see. I see what I've done there. I see what I've done there. Uh, yeah, but with this one, yeah, uh, I think a great way to describe the way the world makes you feel is like lobster. Yeah, cool. it's like it's just a little bit off yeah. culture. It's not like
2: full sci-fi or full fantasy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just
0: yeah. yeah. Something's a wee bit off. Like, yeah, like, like, like all
1: the people in it are, are like.
3: Just I remember weird the as lobster. Yeah. When,
2: when they say like, "Oh, in the lobster, if you're not in a relationship, you get turned into an animal," and I remember watching it, thinking like, I like it'll be like a not cartoon animal, but there'll be something defining about these animals that still makes them look human or something." Nope. And then when it was just animals, it, well, right. he comes in with his, his brother, who's a collie. So. Yeah, I, but then when it happened, I just remember watching it. i like, but it should be, it shouldn't that, it shouldn't be like that. It should be some, there should be something. What?
1: They should look like the movie
2: Cats. Well, something I don't know. It, yeah, so I, 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 I that I, it makes perfect sense to me. I get it. I get
1: that. But it's uh, so yeah. With her, it's this kind of journey that she goes on, where she's like, oh, I've just come to this new place. I mm-hmm. need to meet new friends. I don't know anyone except for my sister, and my sister's not exactly the most well put together person, which doesn't help me. And then she starts to get involved in the usual kind of silly antics of like, oh, there's hazing antics, and there's drinking, and there's weird parties with painting people naked and it's all that kind of weird stuff and then at the same time she starts to almost kind of like when you have to have these kind of intense sexual urges when you're really young and you're thinking all these crazy things she's having that but they're cannibalistic mm-hmm. and so it goes from like oh there's some raw meat in the fridge and i'm just gonna like gnaw on a bit of this and then she's like it's thrown up and stuff like that and then her body starts to react badly to it so she gets these terrible rashes and all, highs and stuff and it's like it's really viscerally intense because of the like the physicality of what she's doing but then of course it evolves to her then wanting to eat people mm-hmm. and it just goes and goes and then the ending scene to this movie fucking blows your mind and it's just like holy fuck and the lead performance and the music and it's just, french right it's french yeah, yeah. I just the look of it, and it's just like the way the actress, just the way she is in scenes and everything. It's just like it's so. It just makes you want to recoil mm-hmm. from what you're seeing, but at the same time, like, so I, it's like there's a bit like I when she's, more? I think. when she's scratching, yeah, and it's
0: like s- like it sounds like you're, you, you're, you're, feel you're it. your hand is next to someone, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how it sounds. Like it's like, it's like you're seeing it, f- proper, you're hearing it, and you're oh, feeling it. It's, it's so crazy. Visceral is a great way to describe yeah, it. it's
1: just like I don't know how how this the director went about doing it I've not seen any of her her other work but it's just like it just takes you over this film and Audioboy's never seen it and he's recoiling in the seat right now <laughs> it's a big cringe and I remember just, the trailer vividly
3: and it still stays with me and it's ugh, ugh. Oh, it's, it's just so much but in the best way.
2: Cool. That's that's going to go pretty high up the list as well. That sounds like my cup of tea.
1: Uh, next, second last second film we're going to talk about. I think everyone will have seen this one. I know audio boys. You've seen done that seen three, it. three times. Three, three times. times. <laughs> and only Well, time. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just hoping. I'm <laughs> hoping every time. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, a movie called "Call Me by Your Name." Yes. It Came out in 2017, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Uh, it was interesting. Was that a, what the me choosing it or the pronunciation of the director? No, you choosing it. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, this film I watched it when I watched it for the first time in the cinema I just I, did, I didn't really have watched any trailers I didn't know what I was walking into I'd only seen two other of the director's films uh, and it just it's got uh, Tim Lee Chalamet and uh, Army Hammer, Armie Hammer. Uh, right. I think you it was Best Picture nominated that year When it was like Dunkirk and Lady Bird and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big of, year for and best Phantom pictures. Thread and all that kind of stuff
0: It got a Best Picture right?
1: Uh, no it went to Shape of Water uh, oh yeah but once again, it's another film of.
2: don't thing I have seen is I, for some reason I thought you were talking about the Melissa McCarthy film, which I can't remember the name. Of can you ever forgive me? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was thought you, you were, were never really here. <laughs> like, yeah, I, Sorry, I got confused. I've not seen Call Me by Your Name, but I'll carry on. Uh, Call Me by Your Name. It's on Prime, so anyone can yeah. we'll watch it. It's
1: on it's Netflix it, as well it's come oh, up a bunch it's, again how I was talking
2: about. should i watch this but
1: I, oh god i just realized it's another love film set in italy going it uh,
2: god gotta type there gavin this
1: is well before all of that
2: uh, <laughs> all of what
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to cut i don't care uh but it was my first time properly seeing Timothy chalamet in a leading role where he is so Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Now, going forward, I've seen him in stuff like The King or in Little Women and stuff like that. And I just know that Lee Shalmy is like one of my favorite actors that's currently working. And I can't wait to see the more work he's going to do. That's because he's young as well. So he's in the upcoming Denis Villeneuve uh, remake of Dune. So you you
3: bring that up all the time because it's fucking (laughs) Denis Villeneuve. Why don't you pronounce it Dune? It's a sand Dune, right?
1: I just
2: like the film is Dune,
3: I'm sure. Okay, I said Dune.
1: You shouldn't i'll stop <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah carry ca- on
1: your list giz <laughs> oh, i forgot about that uh gee what's up uh, it's like such a perfect romantic holiday love story between army hammer and timley chalamet where he fucks a peach is it a peach
0: yes Yes. yeah but that's got nothing
1: to do with the love story i know i just like that scene because it's like what because that's it's an homage to american pie (laughs) that's the way this (laughs) that's the way this film goes where it's just like it just seems like this kind of bougie family just sunning up in italy he's playing music and he's in cestive music and and, oh this cute guy comes around but he's also seen this other cute girl and you're like oh it's just people just being young and living life Mm -hmm. but then it just evolves into Tim Lee Chalamet's character discovering who he is and what it is he wants Peach. in life. And it's the fuck <laughs> Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> A lot we, of amazing things happen in this film. You're really playing it down. I know. Uh, but I think it's the best thing is, as the relationship between uh, the two main characters evolves, where it goes for both of them is so different. Mm-hmm. And by the end, it's... It's heartbreaking in a way, but at the same time, it's so uplifting because where it's taken Tim Lee Chalamet's character and where he's now going to go forward as a person. Mm -hmm. And you also, it's, and this isn't to say it to be a preachy wanky thing, but you don't really see films where the primary relationship is a gay relationship between Mm -hmm. a young boy who's like 17, 18 and a man who's about like 25 with that. You still see films that explore that very often. And I think... Uh, Guaragino did it in such a delicate wonderful way where it just felt like any other relationship for me for me personally I've never experienced a gay relationship I probably won't because I'm not homosexual but that didn't stop oh, me yeah, from mate. being able to just get lost in the relationship mm-hmm. of these two people in this movie set on the gorgeous backdrop of like what southern Italy maybe just like it's every scene that you've
3: been there that's true
1: every scene is so so beautiful and all you want to do is just be there in those moments uh, just swimming in the rivers or just biking down these yep. little roads and then encapsulating all is just the music which is just it's just lovely cool. and yeah calling by your name uh, it's a movie that stayed with me for a very long time and michael stuhlberg has a monologue at the end uh, from father to son it just oh, Michael Stroberg is such a good actor. He's so good. And that year, he was in like four of the best picture nominated for movies. <laughs> so I'm like, Michael Stroberg is the man. He go. also plays Arnold Rothstein in the uh, Boardwalk Empire, and he's That's so true. class
0: in that as well. You you do love your Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> it's class, man. It's really good. Uh,
1: it. And now we come to film numero uno. The last film on the list is Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Really. Starring Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford. I've seen this one. You've I seen book. this one. Uh, and many many other many many other people and jared Leto. oh and jared who's actually all right for once in the movie unlike morbius which... uh,
2: my 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 friend has a theory with jared leto and i, I every time he says i'm like you're 100 percent right jared leto is always the worst part of anything he's in that's not to say he's bad because you're right in blade runner 2049 he's he's fine but he's still the worst bit of Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like. He's got those two scenes where he's
1: just kind of monologuing and you're just like, you're not saying anything.
2: I think Morbius might put it to the test, though. I feel like Morbius, he might be the best thing. Oh, I don't know. it looks like is going to be... A Ma- shit film. Matt Smith's
1: in it.
0: He, he could be pretty all right. Matt, <sighs> yeah. yeah, Matt Smith is in the trailer for like two seconds. Yeah. Walking
1: in a subway station? It looks walking. like it. Who Michael knows. Keaton's in it. Oh, that's true. Michael Keaton's vultures in it, so... It's Tides of Spine. Oh my God, I don't care. No. Uh... Blade Runner 2049 is what you call purely and simply a masterpiece Mm -hmm. it's directed by who is my favorite current director Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve has not made a bad movie Uh, and when it got announced I think it was 2014 they announced that we're going to do a sequel to Blade Runner Mm -hmm. and of course I had the same reaction I assume everyone did just like why don't and then because it's doing evil new and you've got Roger Deakins as your cinematographer and you've got a great writing team and you've got an incredible cast that they delivered one of the greatest films I have ever seen. Mm. I really hope his name's Dennis and you're fucking it up every definitely time. It's not Dennis. <laughs> uh, and it's like, I kind of can't get over the movie and what it does because the way the plot works for the, for the movie is you think, oh, Ryan Gosling's just going to be Harrison Ford's kid yeah okay cool that's a bit like generic we've seen this done before with movies it's like a star wars where like everything's incestuous and everything's connected yeah, yeah. but i'm interested it looks beautiful i want to just keep experiencing this world and then the film goes "Hey, no fuck you that's not what happened right. turns out ryan Gosling's a nothing character who was just a vessel for harrison ford and his story to continue in a way and it's so brilliant and at the same time his character ryan gosling's character's way of like becoming more human and then not becoming a human because he doesn't realize he realizes he isn't human mm. is so brilliantly done and ryan gosling is faultless in the movie and ah just oh, so right. like <laughs> i came out of blade
2: runner 2049 and my first my initial reaction was one of like meh i was not fussed about it whatsoever and and i came out and i was like i just feel like i'm like it was fine i watched it it's long whatever I, I don't know i didn't tickle my fancy too much then i spent two weeks thinking about it <laughs> and at the end of that two weeks thinking and talking to my mate about it i think it was the same conversation me and tim were like and you know what else actually i did quite like about that film he's like what because uh, you know when you kind of dissect a film you usually like oh i didn't like that and then this that was all right yeah. spent-
0: you definitely picked so many negatives first and Yeah, come after. but we
2: spent two weeks of just talking about you know actually i did quite like this one so it was two weeks of just us talking about how much we like certain bits and at the end of the two weeks we by this conversation i was like you know, I think that film might be a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> and he was like, yep, dude, I, I'm actually with you on that. And yeah, I'm, man, I, it took me two weeks to come around on it, but I'm fully with you. That, there, there's some f- phenomenal performances in that. Ryan Gosling, and it, I think this has been not spoiler heavy, but we've definitely said something which could be seen as, as yeah. spoiler-esque. So but apologies in I advance. Blade <laughs> Run Blade Runner 2.49 is the one film on our list that most people will have seen. You will have seen, yeah. Anyone that cares probably will have seen it. So- We'll probably be a bit more spoily, but the, the scene of Ryan Gosling realizes that he's not yeah. the one. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like holy
1: shit. It's just a fucking powerhouse. As he just loses it. It's so explosive that when it happened in the cinema, I jumped to my seat for the first time. So I went, yeah. Holy fuck, I didn't see that coming. Just like he just unleashed. Yeah. And um, it it what else I love about it, kinda going back to what you said
2: about it it doesn't force feed you your answers. Yeah. Um Replicants by the because I think after watching Blade Runner. You know what replicants are? They're, they're, you know. I think Blade Runner kind of gives off the idea that they're almost cyborgs or cybernetic in some kind yes. of form. And then in this film, excuse me, Jesus, <laughs> I'll maybe cut that. In this film, um, very quickly it shows you that they're just humans. There's, there's nothing interesting they're, about them except they're humans that have little barcodes on yeah their their bones. They're kind
1: of like the the skin jobs from Battlestar Galactica. We're just like they're not cool. Oh okay, well, I guess. <laughs> you're a fucking skin job. <laughs> that was or toasters, as they're also called. Um, but
2: yeah, they they they're just replicants are normal for all intents, other than
1: they're just like the peak
2: version of a human. And you still don't find out if Decker Kane is a replicant, um, which I'm so happy about. And it, it, it kind of teases you with that. And there's that brilliant scene where Decker Kane runs out of the door. And then Ryan Cousin just busts through the wall right next to him. Oh, so good! And you're like, you could have had Decca Kane coming coming through part of the wall, but you, you know, like, like it's. I'm with you, man. I, I fucking like, and it sounds incredible, um, yeah, the, musically th- and, and score-wise. Yeah, the
1: score is beautiful, but also just the, uh, just the sound of audio in general in that movie. For some reason, I don't know why it sticks out to me. Uh, what? Yes,
3: yeah. I've <laughs> just, it's just yeah. How'd you seen a Ryan looked at me there. I was like, oh, audio, okay. like, yeah.
1: Uh, is I it's like, it's like the opening scene where he goes to the wee farmhouse where mm. uh, Dave Bautista's character is and they just have that whole back and forth.
2: Oh, so brilliant. Oh,
1: like, w- did even you got a fucking great performance of Dave Batista And I was like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. It's like, him and James that got... that scene is tense so tense Because you're just like, you look at Dave Bautista and you look at Ryan Gosling, and like, well, Gosling is going to lose this. Yeah. This isn't good. And he just gets that hit into his throat and you hear the kind of like <coughs> noise and stuff. But it's the moment where... After Dave is like you've never seen a miracle or something, and he just shoots him, and you don't see him fall, but you hear him fall in such ways, just like it just it just kind of shudders through you that when he hits the ground. Sound design phenomenal. Just from top to bottom, it's just like because you, you can look at the, the simplest aspects of like the relationship he has with Anna Diarmus's character and where that goes, where they have like mm. the weird threesome, like back and forth thing. You're just like, fuck, how did they film that? Oh, That's with, uh,
2: with joy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mackenzie Pat- did and, Davis and the, the, yeah. yeah man it's just that like, that whole little plot line is heart-
1: well, like when he comes home for dinner well. and she like it looks like a steak dinner but it's just like some slop on a plate it's like just that stuff is cuz it gives you such a great insight into the character but then if you go to like the top level like it's got these great theological ideas of like god and existence and man and who is to be alive and who is not I, I read to be an alive essay and,
2: about she recommends the book like you want to read the book and that is the book is on screen for all of 3 seconds But someone paused it and was like, "What is that book?" And went and looked into it. And that book is like, if you read that book and then rewatch the Blade Runner films, it apparently it's like the two films are completely different watches because of everything that's in this book. And I was just like, "That's mad! (laughs) It's mad they put that in there." Also,
1: it does the thing that we're talking about with Under the Skin earlier, which is it's a massive blockbuster film that cost like two hundred million dollars to make. And it's still Denis New in a way of just, like, I'm not going to give you all the answers to this. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even have, a, like, a like conclusive ending. The, the, only, the,
2: of, only, the only real thing it explains is who the One is. Yeah. That's it. And even that's still weirdly <laughs> vague. It's <Keanu> Reeves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've got a huge theory on that and how Agent Smith is actually the One and it's not Neil. Yeah,
1: we're gonna do a Matrix episode when Matrix. I know
0: know this
2: theory. It makes so much sense. It makes so much more sense. So much more sense. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Also, (laughs) Star uh, Trek uh,
1: at the end of uh, the movie when Ryan Gosling lies down the snow, and then the little chime of the music from the end of the first Blade Runner, where it's like teardrops in the rain, and it just comes in, and I just started weeping in the cinema. I just, I saw this movie. I saw the first time I saw it. I was like, "Well, well, that was. A- astonishing i can't stop yeah. thinking about it and then the next day i woke up and I went i'm just gonna go back to the cinema and just watch it again sat back down watched it again and i thought yep it's a masterpiece and then three days went by and i went well, i just want to go see it again now <laughs> and i walked back in three days later and watched it again i'm just like i just watched i just gave up what six and a half hours yeah. to one film and i just couldn't stop it's getting over hours. it it's a what? three hour film i thought it was isn't it oh yeah how
0: long did you think it was
1: two and a half hours that's still
0: not six and a half
1: that's true (laughs) (laughs) mathematics isn't my thing words are Uh, yeah I gave over nine hours to one film that year I didn't do that for any other film Mm. and I just knew like the minute I started writing my film in the decade there was at least three or four that Immediately came to mind like Raw and Blade Runner and Calling By Your Name with those some of those. I'm just like, but Blade Runner is just it's a movie that's just always in my head, mm. and I'm always just watching things about it. I've got it there in Blu-ray, and I'm just like, I was I do my annual Christmas celebration of watching Predator, but this year I was like, maybe I make it Blade Runner. Ooh. I was like, oh. you didn't? I didn't. I watched Predator because <laughs> I, I had to. I had to. be. can break tradition, man.
2: Can't break tradition. But, but yeah. no, I, I I'm I am with you. It it it's a weird. It, it was definitely weird for me watching that film and then spending two weeks talking about it. Before falling in. in love with it, it's like that's like a that's a weird weird feeling to have. But once I hit that point, I was I'm with you. That it, I do the
0: it, opposite a lot of the time as well. Like with Gonville, yeah, I remember coming out of the out cinema, I was like, I fucking love that film, and I sp- like li- live with the guy who we went to see it with, and we spoke for like a
2: week about it, and at the end of the week, I was like, maybe that was dog shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it it rarely happens the other way around, but yeah, it's it was just a great movie i want to go watch it again now <laughs> I also uh How
1: just, just to give myself a dirty wee plug because i'm uh, why not pardon i'm gonna give myself a dirty wee plug okay uh, <laughs> i know what i said i'm not happy with it either uh uh i used to write reviews at the time i watched this movie and i spent a uh, weeks writing a review for this because i just it was like By the end, like 10 pages long, and I just couldn't stop writing and talking about it, and then I had to cut it all down and get rid of it. But if anyone's ever interested, uh, go over to my now-dead blog, uh, Gavin... uh com, and just search for The Blade Runner and maybe just give that a wee read. I would really appreciate that because I spent... You should kick that back up. That's not going to happen. But right. I spent way too long on that uh, review for nothing.
2: You know how you keep putting your
1: mini-reviews all over our fucking Instagram page? Yeah, why don't you just use the them? the platform you already have and leave our fucking Instagram alone? <laughs> I'm so I think... Uh, I'm glad you brought this up. I was going to plug it then there, so I'll plug it that also now. Uh, Go over to our Instagram. I've started doing mini reviews of the films that are released in 2020. You say mini reviews. They're
2: just reviews of films. I've read a couple of them and I was like, that's what he said on Mike. Huge, huge disclaimer. It's not the
1: opinion of us all. (laughs) Well, that's why it's called Gavin's mini reviews or Gavin reviews. Thanks, Audio Boy. I really like puns. You said it wrong. Gavin review. Gavin reviews. No. (laughs) <laughs> <Gav> <laughs> You're <missing> the pun. <laughs> I know. Uh, so far done jojo rabbit the gentleman in 1917 i just want to try and create some more dialogue over yeah. on our social so, media I, I
2: also need to pick up the slack on, on the old so. fb um but yeah guys thank you so much for listening that was uh that was gavin's 10 best films of the decade what a list <laughs>
0: what a we list. made it through it's good as well yeah um, there was some some real Twists so real humdingers
2: Some real th- humdinger. I mean, the ones that I could talk about, I can. I'm, I'm with you. I can back up that they are cracking. You know what I mean? Like the ones I can verify, great films. And I think everything else has been pretty much verified by everyone that can. So it's not like
3: you've. I actually didn't than like two of them. I didn't mention which. So. Boy, yeah,
2: I didn't like two of them that I'd seen,
0: but I didn't mention that. So. What? What ones? I don't like Call Me by Your Name or Blade Runner. Oh, don't like Blade I, don't, Runner I don't like Blade Runner because I don't like. I, I think I need to re-watch the first. Like I watched the first one. and then got really both like the that. You can So I've not actually seen. Blade Runner 2049. 2049. Do you want to take the the Blu-rays home with you? I, I, I could probably just watch them on on the interwebs. Personally,
2: I would I would say Blade Runner twenty forty nine is better than Blade Runner.
1: I feel like you have to have seen the first one though. I don't even think you do. Oh yeah, really. you do. hundred percent do. I don't think so. I think you can watch. There Blade are Runner moments in Blade Runner two thousand forty nine that I haven't spoken about. That I won't speak about because I know Ryan hasn't seen it. That when they happen, <laughs> doesn't matter. You just spoke about the film for like fucking yeah, but <laughs> twenty minutes. There's, there's one moment where like Harrison Ford where he's like sitting in a room with Chad Leto, and then like the person walks in.
2: Like don't, don't get me wrong, there are things in there that yeah, if you haven't seen the original, will be like wait what? But I say you could watch Twenty Forty Nine on its own merits. I got weepy
1: goosebumps in that moment in the film. Weepy you can watch goosebumps. You can watch Twenty Forty Nine. your name on its own merits. I'm weepy goosebumps. Goosebumps. I'll I'll watch both they are good. Let's not forget, I've seen all of the films on both ego your lists. Okay, well and we promised you,
2: exclusively, that we we're not going to watch all the films. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited to see where that sentence was going to go. Guys, thank you so much for listening. That is 30 of the best... were uh, 28. 28? Yeah, 28, because we had two the same. Uh, 28 of the best films that you can watch over the last 10 years, and we would... Recommend um, going and watch them all. Uh, I think there's probably not a single bad one in there. Granted, some of them may not be your cup of tea. And I did Most notice, I did notice, like listening to our list there, like mine was definitely more kind of sci-fi and fantasy, not fantasy, but at least had more kind of like out there elements. Your list is quite grounded. Well, like, yours is quite, quite mine, relationship I didn't even realise it has a lot of... And yours is fucking quite grim. Mine, mine yeah. has a lot of romance
1: and... A lot of romance. And lot of and yours is realize. quite
2: grounded. Like, a lot of your films are grounded in, in realism and yeah. what we're about. Which is just interesting. It's interesting that 10 of our best... film 30 tastes. 30 films and... I didn't
1: and even realise I had that film taste
2: until I made this list. It's mad, though. But I was the same. It wasn't until I wrote mine out that I was like, this is pretty sci-fi-heavy. Um, but there you go. You might not... You know, might will your all your cup of tea, but we would recommend going and watch as many of them as possible. Um, as
0: soon as our episodes are out, we will put up a post on our social medias of our 10 films so you can yeah. go back and check them out easy without from there. Having without having to listen you should listen you should listen
2: you are listening so you are listening Thank right you. now <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> but tell your friends but you know what there's list, so many walls to break
1: do you know what do you know what list of movies uh, doesn't deserve uh, some of them don't deserve to be watched and i, I can't believe exist the list is, of the oscar nominations it's probably gonna be the list of the oscar <laughs> nominations which uh, it's fucking dull <laughs> what a boring list dull. of films that's it's like, so
2: bad What's like the rough roundup i remember once parasite a, irishman
0: once upon a time holly marriage story I and Joke, Joke, a joker a joker got in there i know so many times oh, wait remember wait we
2: because no, we should say let's do oscar next week oscar next week it's Oscar. well oscar next at
0: week. time of listening hopefully it's oscar week yeah. this week will be oscar week so sweet, in oscar three days, next
2: week we do record that weekend.
0: Yeah, week. so in three Probably. days from now oscars are being announced we will do Either a live reaction on the night or we'll do something the day after. We'll we'll let you know when. Figure it out. We'll figure it cool. out. Get Let's ready f- to see me go back to being angry Gav. <sighs> no one's going to see him because Gav's going to get this one day. This is an audio platform. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I swear if Joker wins Best Picture, I'll fucking... I'll, book.
0: I'll, I'll if even even Joker Rhapsody wins Best, Best Picture, I'm going to do some of the stuff Joker does in the film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tear up Hollywood. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, um, we'll probably do the Oscar episode next week and then after that, we'll be doing an episode off of your favorite films. We're still looking for yours. Uh three of your best, one of your worst. Send it in uh, via email. That's uh, the meandering movie podcast at gmail.com. Correct. You can also send it to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's the Meandering Movie Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram at meanderingpod on Twitter. Um Gab yeah. did not get his fax machine for Christmas. So he didn't get the fax machine so we're just uh, no faxes sorry faxes I didn't get anything for Christmas oh shut oh. up <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs> uh, but thanks as always for listening we'll be back next week and we will be angry as fuck by the sounds of things
0: oh. yep our, our niceties are over you've just had three nice pleasant episodes and we're gonna be so cross yeah get back to back to the status quo back to normal <laughs> I'm G. Wizzle just for sure thanks for listening guys.
3: <laughs> music is life. Yeah. Meandering movies, listening to Gary, Ryan, and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.